Hello, and welcome to Dance Talks. Today is April 18th, 2020, and my guest is Samantha Taborda. She is a lover of contemporary dance. She's a dancer, teacher, and choreographer for Dance Houston. Sam, thank you for being a part of Dance Talks. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Me too. Take us back to the beginning of your journey becoming a dancer. What are your first memories dancing? So we will have to go way back. I was actually four years old now that I thought about it. Uh, my mom, I, I was in a daycare and my mom put me in a dance program that the daycare offered. I wasn't sure if they did it for one semester per se. I know it was for sure around the fall but I don't really have a memory for the spring. But I did a little ballet, just, you know, stay active. It was really fun. It was really cute. You know, and we did a show and tell to our parents. So that was one. Uh, my, uh, next, my next chapter in my journey was actually in elementary. I was in Walnut Bend Elementary School, and I was in a after-school program called Eagle's Nest. And they offered a dance program for sure only for one semester in the fall and it was fun we learned hip-hop I never learned that in my life I actually learned the butterfly <laughs> that's what they called it back then <laughs> yes to us to Yara one two step and it was cool. really cool it was my first time actually going oh my god like this is fun I was nervous but it was really fun <laughs> yeah and then I didn't dance for a while because there weren't any other programs that were offered so I started um, dance in a fun way after my experience in elementary school in middle school uh, when I was at Westbrier middle school and uh, in sixth grade I had to decide whether to do gym or dance and I thought well let me do dance because I actually like it <laughs> so I was in a beginner's dance and I actually had fun with it during my my freshman as a middle schooler and there were auditions to be a part of the dance company in middle school and I did try out uh, while I was in sixth grade and seventh grade. Uh, seventh grade I didn't make it to the company but I made it to an intermediate class and at, the, uh, at that time I might, uh, while I was in seventh grade that's when I started loving dance more and I wanted to do more with it and also because I did see uh, let's see, uh, the members in the dance company doing so well and seeing how, how do I say, how, just, just seeing how they perform and, and what their skills were and everything. I thought, oh my gosh, like, I want to do it. And the director was Ms. Reynolds. So I made sure I was, I was practicing and everything. And I did try out some grade for Fusion Dance Company. That's what it was called at the time. And that was and Lynn I mean, Reynolds, yeah. Lynn Reynolds, yeah. Lynn Reynolds, okay. So you got the spot on, on Fusion? Yeah, Infusion Dance Company. Uh -huh. That's what it was called, yeah. And the Lynn Reynolds was my um, director, and we did have a male director as well. His name was Slim. That's what we called him, just Slim. He was more of a hip-hop hopper guy. And I remember before I went, uh, before I started my eighth before I started my year in eighth grade, I actually took a summer dance class to improve on my skills, especially with ballet, because I had no, 
I had no skills in that at all. I was very much a beginner and I did learn ballet and I'm glad I did because obviously you need ballet or any basics that you learn with regarding modern contemporary or anything that we have to learn there. And I had a really fun time and then I met a really uh, great friend and that's actually when I met Shimon Powell, Mr. S. <laughs> During okay, middle great. school. Yeah. yeah, so it was really it was really cool and uh, then during my year with uh, Infusion Dance Company, we did travel to Corpus Christi uh, to perform and to, uh, with shows and everything. And I started really loving it a lot more. And especially uh, because I was very shy. And again, I did not have a strong background with background with dance. So I, I will let you know how I am now. I was never like this back then. Ever. I did not know how to perform with like facial expressions. All I knew was just to smile and dance, to smile and dance. And if there was a dance that I had to do that was that did not regard smiling, I just stayed serious. So that was that was the only two I knew. And then when we were going to perform at Westside High School, that's when I found out about Inertia Dance Company. And when I saw them perform, oh my god. Gosh, I thought I want to be a part of that. Like it was so different, and just seeing the type of dance they did, it motivated me to do something so much more, and I wanted to keep going. So I did go to Westside High School. I don't know if you heard the background, but but that's my cat um, coughing up a hairball. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry if you heard like a wheezing sound. It's not me, my cat. <laughs> so I did audition for Inertia Dance Company. Even though I was still new at things and I still didn't have a lot in me to be in that company, I still tried no matter what. I wanted to see where I can take myself to. So I did perform, I mean, not perform, I did audition and. I didn't make it to the nurse dance company, but I did make it to what was called back then dance three. So I was not in the beginner level in high school. I was actually, I think it was more, if I, if I can remember correctly, maybe it was like advanced because there was like certain class levels that was from like, you know, beginner all the way up to inertia. There was like beginner and I believe there was dance. I think there was dance two at the time. I don't remember but then there was dance three, which was the class I made. And then there was dance four that was ahead of us. And then inertia. So I was happy to be a part of dance three. Uh, still nervous because I was a freshman and I'm doing dance. I'm like, oh, I don't know how, I don't know what to do. But it was really exciting and I was really happy. Oh, my gosh. And then my freshman year in dance three, where I went to school at Westside High School, that was when... I learned how to perform, and I remember the dance. <laughs> it was uh, the dance is called "Cry Baby" by CeeLo Green, and that was when I actually showed my true potential of how much of a performer I was. Even though I didn't have the skills as like a ballet, or I can do like five turns or fortes or a big leap, I was able to show how well I did perform. And that was when I just, I just became more of myself and learning about myself. And it was actually Ms. Roberts, Sharon Roberts, who is the director of the nurse dance company. She 
saw how well I performed for Crybaby. And she, I remember she told me, I know, I can tell that this is your dance. And she could tell, like, straight off the bat. And then uh, I decided to go ahead and try out for Inertia Dance Company because why not? Go for it. Don't give up. I tried out. And I actually had a sprained ankle at the time. Oh, <laughs> man. So much. I know it was sprained. I mean, it, it didn't affect it as much, but it's like, no, like I want to do great turns. I want to, I want to do well um, with the dances we had to learn because the ones we were learning, they were modern and they were, I, I think one was contemporary, but one was for sure modern. And I was like, no, I got to get this. I need, like, I want to do well. And you know, I auditioned and I made it to Inertia and that made my day. That made my day. Inertia changed me as a performer and as a dancer myself because I was in Inertia Dance Company through my sophomore, junior, and senior year. So all three years I was there, it was nothing but amazing. And while I was there, actually, um, I was able to perf- uh, perform at the Minimi Park uh, for a private event that they did. I also performed with the Houston Symphony as well. Uh, we also performed with the Dallas uh, Mavericks halftime show. We have to compete for that spot, and thank goodness we did because we took that slot. Nurse got it, and we were just, oh. So amazing. It was, it was just awesome. Like, I'm already, I'm like smiling too big for it, too. <laughs> um, it, but Inertia really did brought me a lot of great opportunities and experiences that I never thought I would, especially with the Houston Symphony. Oh, my gosh. Never I would have thought that, like, in years. And also, that was um, also a dance for me that Mr. S and I were in together as well. So he was also my dance partner there, too. So we... We we loved it. We we loved Inertia. And also, I during my senior year in Inertia, I was trying to break a barrier to me as a female. Obviously, it's really hard for females to how do I say to be to show that they can do more than what other people think they can only do. Like limit. Like oh, girls can only do ballet and modern and this. They can't do hip-hop or breakdancing and everything. I wanted to show people that that's not the case. So cool. I proved, I, I did prove <laughs> that I could. <laughs> yeah. I can do some breakdancing moves and yeah. I could do some hip-hop because who cares? And also, I was sh- I'm short. I am 5'2". So <laughs> people think because I'm also small. Because I, I will say I was bullied <laughs> when I was in high school, and people thought because you know I'm not because I'm small and I don't know much about dance that I can't go higher than I could, and I and I prove people wrong. Like no, I I can do it. Like and it was great. Uh, and also there was this one time. I'm sorry, I have to say this. This is this I will always remember. My senior year, we were in a formation. Uh, and there, it, well, while I was in uh practice, I believe it was during the summer before school started, I was, uh, we were in a formation and we did like a girl, boy, girl, boy line. I was supposed to obviously be in the girls line because, yeah. And I was, and obviously I wasn't paying attention because I don't know what happened to me. I said, <laughs> off, or I was tired of sweating. I don't remember. But I was standing in between the girl and the boy line. And then Miss Roberts said, damn, are you going to be in the, 
uh, what, what line do you need? The girls or the, or, or the boys line? And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know. So I threw back to the girls line because that's where I was. And then, and then obviously the members of the show started laughing a little bit because they thought it was funny. But then Ms. Robert says, you guys can laugh all you want, but Sam is the only girl that can do both the girls and the guys dance. I was, yeah, I was happy with that. I will always remember that. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, it, it was great. Uh, and then I will have to say, after I graduated from high school, I actually stopped dancing. Oh, yeah. When was that? When did you graduate high school? I graduated in May of 2014. So, yeah. And then after I graduated high school, I actually stopped dancing. And I didn't dance again until I was in a central, um, a central ensemble dance company in HEC. At, uh, it was in spring of 2015. I did that for one semester and also the class credit. And I was like, I want to do dance again. I missed it a little bit. So I did. And I stopped. And then, uh, Shaman Powell, he introduced me to you. It was the beginning, it was around, it was in 2016 in spring, and ever since he introduced me to you and Dan Houston, that was when I knew I couldn't keep dance out of my life. I knew it was a part of me, and ever since I was in Dan Houston, it really, it was really different because it's not your regular school company. You come in, practice, you, you perform, that's it. No, it's actually much more. It brought me, it, it made me learn more about what I can really do to represent myself, not just a company that I auditioned for. It was something else. And I actually have to thank you for that because <laughs> I actually ran swing when I was a part of it. So that was fun. And also being a part of Norman Miller and then Swing Baby Swing, that was so fun. And teaching No Limits. Uh, the No Limits Dance Camp for uh, the past two years was really fun. And running the Big Apple, my gosh, that was so fun. I, I still remember it every, when I hear it and everything. And then, uh, yeah, to this day, I, I, I'm still teaching. And I really have to thank Dan Houston for it. Because I, I have to say, if it wasn't for Dan Houston, I don't think... I would be doing what I am doing right now to be able to teach and to be able to uh, help uh, teach other students what I have learned and what I've gone through to make sure they don't feel that way. And that, that was, that was, a, that was great. <laughs> and I'm glad it's another, so good for you. Yes, it, it has been. And I, I have to thank you and I have to thank Shimon for that because if he didn't introduce me to you, then I don't think it would have happened, and I, I will not lie. I thought Dan Houston was awesome. I went, oh my god! I'm like, how do I become a part of it? I don't know what to do, but I was shy. I'm, I was very shy back then. And um, a, a highlight I had was actually the Lift Twins. Uh, it was back in 2000, and I'm trying to remember. Oh my god, it was so long ago. Oh, I met the Lift Twins on 2018. I have to write my notes here. <laughs> April, uh, April, it was uh, the weekend of April 27th, 28th of 2018. There was a Red Bull BC1 camp here, and they were the ones that actually um, inspired me to start dancing because they were twins, but they did not care what anyone else thinks at the 
time. They just did their own thing. They do this, did their style and they were true to that. And I met them, which I never thought I would be my uh, inspiration in person. And I actually battled though, which was so cool. And it was the best thing ever. Awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I never thought that would ever happen. I mean, I even cried. I'm like, oh my God, I met them. <laughs> cool. Uh, so that, that one was, that one was really great. And then also meeting Philip, who was in America's Best Dance Crew. Oh my God, he's so cool. Meeting him too, um, in Houston for the H-Town Get Down back in 2018. That was cool too. Yeah, Philip yeah. He is so great. I mean, when I saw him compete with his dance group, I thought, oh, that's fresh. Like, oh, I, I hope I meet him because he's really good. Like, he, he, his style is very different, very different. And, I mean, his work is impeccable, in my opinion, especially what he posts. And I never thought I would have met him. So meeting him and the Les Twins, oh, my God, the Les Twins, I'm sorry, my inspirations. It was just really great. So, yeah. <laughs> right on. Oh yeah. So, how else about contemporary dance? What 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 does it mean? What is it? So, what what I learned about contemporary dance was in high school. When I did a contemporary dance that Miss Roberts created, it was called Bird and the Worm. Now, I didn't know much about contemporary because I didn't really dance it that much. But then when I did, it felt so different. It wasn't ballet, and it wasn't modern it was a mixture of everything and I I thought what is this and what it is it's more like an expression type of dance that that is how do I say this it's it emphasizes a more naturalistic movement than like your average like for instance, like for a ballet, you know, first position, second position, third position, you know, modern, it's more flowy. Contemporary is not either or. It's actually a mixture of that. And when I danced this dance, the bird in the word dance that I learned, it was, it was so great, so different. You do a different type of movement that you will never learn in either one of them. You basically are doing like a lot of styles in one. And that's what I love about contemporary because also you can express it in whatever type of mood you are doing. Like if it's happy, you show it there. If it's like dark, you do it there. The Bird on the Worm was a very dark dance and I loved it. It was, it was different than what I would ever do. And it's, it's something that, um, which I did do a research on. It was actually, how do I say this? It was found by Isadora, Isadora Duncan. I'm not sure if you've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the one that, well, one of the people that uh, found out or created contemporary, because I believe from what I know is that she like knew a lot. She knew about ballet and modern, I believe. And she decided to pull away from that and do something different. And that I did not know. And it was, it's a female too. So females real world here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I found out that she created that, or she was one of the creators that created that, uh, I have to say thank you to her because I don't think if it wasn't for her or any other creators that created that, but mainly I looked up Isadora because she, to me, she, it looked like she was the first one that created that, I think, or she was the first one that popped up. I don't think we would, in this generation, would learn about contemporary 
I think we would still stick to ballet and modern, but contemporary uh. is more of an expression, a lot more expression than you would get at ballet and modern. And I love that. Have you seen uh, her work? You know what? No, I, I have not, honestly. And I wish I, and I have, I, you know, I have not seen her work. I have read about it, but I don't. Well, I, not, I did not read about her work. I read about her history, but I did not see her work about them. How have you Which seen from from the first contemporary dance you saw, if that was Bird and the Worm or another performance, how have you seen contemporary dance change from that point in time to today? So if you think back then, I mean, at what you win? Uh, back in Isadora's time, okay, uh-huh. which was, was it around like the 1800s, like the late 1800s to early 1900s? That, that was her time. She was born in 1870, I think. But um, if you look back then, people were doing more of classical type of dances that, you know, that mainly females would do ballet. Ballet was is very, very, like, Firstborn, you have to say, and then modern, you know, slowly developed it there. Now, I'm sorry, what was the question again? How did it develop, or how did it change? How, how, yeah, how has it changed? So, how it changed was obviously when Isadora created contemporary, because yeah, when she created contemporary, she made it more very expression. Like she made it more with, about expressions and stuff. Obviously, she did use the movements or any skills that she has learned in, at that time. And then, obviously, whoever was the next person that has seen her work of that contemporary, then they put their style of that contemporary, and then so on and so forth. And so, whatever people saw in previous times as to how contemporary was developed, then that's when people started to create their own style of contemporary. So, like, for me, as I saw how I learned Bird and the Worm from what Ms. Roberts has um, learned contemporary in her time, and what I learned from that, that's when I made it my own style to this day. So, contemporary is still there. It's just now everyone is using their own expression and now their own style as to what contemporary can do. Because contemporary can go so, can go anywhere now. Because to me, I call it an all-style because it's a combination and as we learn more movements, uh, what we're doing at this time, that's our contemporary. This is 2020 contemporary right now. <laughs> cool. But yeah. Great. So uh, let's see. How do you think contemporary dance uh, reflects our identity? Our identity. So... It goes back to expression, and it also goes back to telling our story. So, for instance, if I were to I create contemporary pieces in my own version, and I'm more of a positive person, and I like to show things very happily, and I want to show positivity and spread it to other people, especially to my students, because... How I like to portray things is, or what I would like to spread to others is positivity, like all positivity around the world, all about fun. And I want to show people that no matter 
put this out. No matter who you are, anyone can do this. Anyone is welcome to do it. And I want to spread that to others and welcome them to vote. To I want to spread that to them and say, look, this is this is the style. And I also want the audience to feel that positivity because, again, we're expressing it. And I want to express myself into it to show how this song makes me feel. So I know I'm going, like, all over the place, but... <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to process. So my thinking with contemporary and how I express it to others, to, to for an example, is if I hear any song... And, and I'm more of a positive person because I love positivity. That's just me. Um, when I hear a song that I, I myself can feel that I can create, and it, it's just all fun and upbeat, and oh my gosh, like just a blow up, just a blow up. And when I teach that, I, I, I mean, I, that's what I could only say it's blow up. I, I, I don't know. I'm a blow up person, but. Um, when I give that to my students and teach that to them, I want to, I want them to feel that as well. And it's great for them to feel that because if they feel what I'm feeling of what I am creating and all that happiness and all that fun I can um, create and show to them, then they themselves, when they perform it, they show it to the audience. And then the audience, the audience themselves can feel it. That's what I like to do, show expression, show the happiness, show how much fun this can be, show how dance is actually a great expression for anyone to have, and just have a good time. <laughs> awesome. In my yeah. So you're really trying to change the world. Yeah, in a way. Mm-hmm. In my own way. Right. And do you see that positive feedback loop in your life? Yeah. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do, because... I will have to say the reason why I'm going that route is because when I was bullied for so many years in school with kids and, you know, kids can be mean. And even when I was out of high school, people still bully each other. I don't want my students or anyone that I, anyone that wants to learn dance with me, if it's a friend or if it's family or anyone, I don't want them to feel like they can't do it. Because that's how I felt. I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like I couldn't dance because I wasn't up there like everyone else. And I want everyone to feel welcome. And don't think about the negative. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Because at the end of the day, you are the, the full package. And you are able to bring anything. And if you can walk, you can dance. Right you on. Can walk. That's all I can say is you can dance. And I learned that from the Lip Twins. They said, if you can walk, you can dance. And so I took that, and I'm like, you know, you know what? Yeah, that's true. You can walk, you can dance. If you can move your hip a little bit, you can dance. If you can clap, you can dance. That's, yep, that's it. And I, and I don't, I don't ever want anyone to feel left out because at the end of the day, to me, positivity will will always win because it's all love, all happiness, and I also like to bring hope to others too. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, you are. How, how do you do it? How do you get these kids uh, out of their shell, out of their shells, and off the walls and up off the floor? So I, it's based on my experience. It's what I do is I actually think about, okay, what would I want someone to tell me? Or if I was in their shoes, which I was, I what I always wondered, or I would, oh, how I would think is like, I wish they could tell me this. 
or what is it that I could tell them or tell myself if I was them? What is it that I can tell them to motivate them? What is it that I can do to bring, to get them out of their shell? Because no one got me out of my shell. I have to learn it myself and I don't want them to feel that way. And if I, and I want to be that motivation for them because I, again, I don't want them to feel so limited. I, I don't. I want them to feel like they can do anything and not let anything stop them. So I, to be honest, it, it was, no one actually gave me advice of how to do it. I just, again, I learned it from experience through the pros and cons. And I wanted to give that to this next generation because we all know every, uh, the next generation will always be the future. And I want to give that to them because that's what we honestly need at this point. And yeah. Awesome. How do you do it? Like in terms of what words you say, how do you walk in the room? Like what's the secret? Oh, okay. Actually, I always, now the secret is I always tell all of my students this, and I started this uh, 2018. I always, I told them this. I said, in my class, or when you are with me or anything that you are doing, don't say you can't do it. Just say you will master it. Because you can. Like, if you can't read a book, okay, we learn, read a book. All about learning, and you just keep practicing and practicing. And I and I always tell them, just don't say you can, just say you will master this. That's my motto. You will master this. You will master this. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have you seen uh, dance change during your lifetime? Dance has changed big time, actually. I thought in my time it looked like dance was more of a hobby to me and I didn't feel like there was a lot of opportunities other than becoming a a background dancer that I've seen in concerts or music videos and that's what people saw it as they just thought as oh dance is just a hobby it's just something to do and just to be active and that's it actually I'm not sure when it changed but I did, I think it was probably around 2014 or 15 that that's when it started changing, that we actually got, got more dance studios. And then people started using, uh, started taking dance classes to not only to improve their skills. And then that's when social media came in. Social media was actually took a big part in dance because now people are starting to show off what they can do and wanting to pre- present hey, I learned this choreography, let me, show, let me show off, boom. And also, it's great for others to, well, now people are doing dance challenges, so people want to do the dance challenges so that, hey, I can do it, like, let, let me nominate someone else to do it. And it was a great uh, way to connect with other dancers as well, because with social media, you, people use hashtags other than one hashtag hip hop, hashtag this, or they tag someone that they learned the dance choreography with. And obviously the person who sees this, they would comment and be like, oh my God, that's awesome. Oh my God, this. And then that's when people start to become friends and they started connecting and then they take dance classes together and then people make a video together. And then next thing you know, they apparently people want to follow them and want to see more and want to, and then people start to make their own kind of dance and start to become more creative and 
my gosh, it, it was actually, yeah, ever since social media came in or people started using it more, that's when dance became very, very big because now it's, it's everywhere. You type in dance, there's like probably over like 10 billion of them. <laughs> oh man, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned Shamond Powell, who I will be speaking with on this program. Mm-hmm. And um, how, how is teaching with him? You guys teach together. You're a duo. What, what do you yes. think makes that special? Why do you do it? So I like to, I like the duo. Uh, I like it when uh, two teachers taught together because he and I did experience through our middle school and high school uh, times in the dance company, being taught by also two individuals, both male and female. And what we got the benefit out of that was not only can the girls learn from a female perspective of that dance or choreography that they give out, the guys can learn that too from a female. Same same thing vice versa. We had uh, a male figure who who taught us his style and his version that he taught the boys, but then also he can teach the girls. And that was something uh, that we both learned and we both enjoyed because it actually broadened our horizons a bit and actually expanded our dance a lot better. And also, uh, how do I say it? It also, I'll say upgrade our creativity that we wanted, in my opinion, that we wanted to also give that to our students too, because now you you only see one person teaching. You only see one person teaching, like, and that's it. Like, out of a hundred students or so, whereas two, you have one person teaching, and the second person that's there, they watch. So it's it's like it's perfect because if he's teaching, I watch what he's doing, and then I see what is it that they have to work on, and then same vice versa. It's like we're helping each other, and also we're both. Um, creating our creativity so like for instance if we wanted to do like a partner dance or tricks and stuff we can both do it together that we can show to our students as well and also helping each other out too right yeah and I've even seen on your online classes that while one of you is demonstrating a move the other one is keeping the kids engaged Mm -hmm. you know correcting them if you're turned around Mm -hmm. he can still see and without a mirror, that's pretty great. It's like eyes in the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. And also it's good because the students, when they, I mean, I know how I felt at that time with two teachers. I know for the students, they're like, okay, so we have one watching. Let me just show off and do what I've got to do. Because also what we do too is while he's teaching and I'm watching or vice versa, we actually call out the person like, oh, I see you doing this or oh, I see you doing that. Because also while he, while someone is teaching, they can't see everybody. He's just trying to present and everything. And the only time he can um, see them is when he sees, when, when they show him how they're doing. So that's another benefit out of that too. It, it doubles the energy and and then some because once you start that feedback loop in the class and you've got, you know, all the kids leveled mm-hmm. up, um, mm-hmm. it just gets higher and higher. It does. And we like to hype them up too as well. So it's like double the hype, double the teaching, double the attention. It's all in one. So. <laughs> and you guys thought together at Change Happens too, the after school program. 
Yeah, we did. How, well, what's the difference with those kids? Because they're like after-school kids. They're not like dance students. So how is it different with, with that kind of group? Well, when change happens, it actually, from my perspective, they were, I feel like I was them. Because, again, I was in school, and I only knew dance because of an after-school program that they were able to provide. And so when we taught change uh, happened, we were still giving the same – well, I say we were still giving our culture of how we were teaching to them as well, but very different because, again, we want everyone to feel comfortable, and we also want them to feel like they can do anything. Like, even if they were not skilled – as much, or even if maybe some new and some don't, we still are giving everyone a fair chance and still teaching them no matter what. And that way they can also show their skills in their school. Like, Hey, I learned this in my after school program. So we don't want to change anything. Honestly, we still want to teach and make the kids feel like they're superior with dance (laughs) or they can show off anything. Was the format of the classes or the performances different? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like I mean, format? stretch, warm-up, exercises, uh, freestyle, across the floor. I mean, like, do, do, you, do you adapt it for an after-school program or do you just kind of adapt your style with them? And then in terms of the performance, are they still doing a choreographed routine or is it a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, easy? Like, how do you make it to where they all can hang? So we do do a warm up and we do do a stretch, but we still treat we still uh, treat it like as a dance class because we also want them to get that experience, it, even if they can't do it like a a, a different dance studio. Um, but yeah, we give them experience, give them that experience to yeah to stretch, warm up, and then we actually do a cipher where we actually have everyone show off their skills and moves. And in the beginning, they're shy. And then yeah. we do teach them a dance choreography and whatnot. And we actually do challenge them, okay, hey, whatever you learn, show it right there. And we would have them battle each other, too. So we actually try to get them out of their comfort zone for, for um, places that we have experienced. And we want to bring that to them so that they themselves are not missing out on anything. Uh, and they love to perform. They, they do perform it. They do show off. And, less, and shockingly, uh, which is actually great, it actually makes my heart warm or fuzzy inside, but uh, when we would, when Shaman and I would come back to teach Change Happens, the students that we saw that were in our previous, uh, that took our class or program previous semester, they actually still remember the dance moves and whatnot. And we actually have them show and tell that too because they want to show off. They want to show their skills and everything. So we, we like to give them everything that we can provide and bring to the table to them though. Uh, keep it up. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, today is day one of week six in lockdown. And yeah. we are in the middle of a cultural revolution, We and we don't know how long it's going to last. So give us a snapshot. What is it like to dance right now? It is different because since we are in... We are quarantined to stay in our house and everything. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't go to a dance studio and dance, but I still, um, in my house, I still listen to music and I still dance because I don't want to lose what I have learned. And I also want to create my creativity 
um, and, and show it off to you because uh, what I am doing, uh, it, it actually is helping me to, how do I say this, create more dances for any future classes I'll be teaching or any future events or opportunities that we I can perform or what Mr. S and I can perform and bring to the table. And also for me to make a video uh, with dance in a positive way so that others can see and go like, oh, okay. Like it, like a bringing inspiration to anyone that follows me or anyone that sees my social media that it, it might make them not think about quarantine for a second or two and maybe that can help motivate them to do it at home instead of just, you know, being sad and everything because I know it's such a tough time, but I it's motivating me as a dancer and hopefully as a role model to others that whatever I post there regarding dance, it could help someone else to maybe motivate them to also dance and stay active and maybe show off a video or whatnot or is wanting to learn something from me while we are quarantined. And what is that doing for you personally? It's motiv- uh, it, it's motivating me, actually. It, it doesn't make me think about the negative because at the end of the day, I can only, I, if, if I want to do, if I want to help others and if I want to do something, I have to do it myself. I, I have to get up especially off the couch or the bed because I can't be lazy. (laughs) I myself have to get up and show like, look, it's a tough time. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's not let this quarantine take a hold of us. Let's just go for it. And also because I I do have three little siblings. So they're, I'm there. They also look up to me as to what I'm doing. And that's also a big motivation for me. Like what would my siblings think or what would they say if I was up there and, and they, they love watching me dance and everything. So it's like, oh, okay, do it. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. It's great that you're keeping everybody positive. You're still developing mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. using this as an opportunity to create, to be creative mm-hmm. and to prepare mm-hmm. and to inspire. Mm-hmm. Sounds like and, and some really important ways nothing has changed for you. Mm-hmm. No, I just miss going outside <laughs> yeah. or, or like going to a studio, but I just want to keep things the same. Like, even though, like what I've learned is that even though this quarantine has stopped us, life continues, life will keep going. And I don't want us to stop what we're doing, especially my students. I don't want them to stop dancing. I want them to keep going, keep learning, keep being creative, keep doing what they're doing because yeah. I know once this is over, like it's, it's still going to keep going. So, yeah. Let's pretend for a moment that the world goes on forever as it is now with everyone mm-hmm. staying home 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. What are your hopes and dreams for us? Well, one, I really hope they find a vaccine because I don't think all of us <laughs> want to go stay in stay home. So, so if let's say this still continues on, if it does, then I would want to still encourage each other to go outside. Not, I'm not saying go outside to a park or a parking lot. Let's all hang out. No, no, no. Go outside of your house. Take your laptop 
or your iPod, your iPhone, whatever access you have to music. If you have a speaker, great. If you have earphones, that's fine too. Play music, listen, inspire. And also, if I could, and also um, during this time, I am teaching as well. So if I can help, if I can teach someone, offer a free class, you know, I would do it in a heartbeat because I don't, I don't want, I, I want them to feel like, how do I say this? When, when you, you know, when you're dancing, you don't, you feel like you are in a different world. I want them to feel that. I, I do want them to feel that. I want them to feel like they're not in quarantine. I don't want them to think about it, even if it's for an hour, because I know for that one hour, it's going to make a difference for them and it's going to motivate them and make them want to do more. So if I can at least help for one hour to inspire them or, to, or motivate them in some way, I would be happy to do but I would also motivate them to go outside because we need oxygen and some vitamin D and all that. <laughs> but I say grab your, grab your music, grab your camera, grab whatever you have access to with music, record yourself, do something. And it's obviously if they need someone to motivate them, which it's not always bad because you would always, you probably do need someone to help you out with that or, or make, help you start somewhere. I say go for it. Because at the end of the day, we all need to help each other. We all need to inspire someone. We all need to. We all need that motivation from somebody, even if we have to see a dance video too. So, I say go for that. My guest today is Samantha Taborda. Sam, thank you for being a part of Dance Talks. Yay! Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. 